Hello and welcome to the Lead Generation Strategies podcast. I'm your host, Joey Myers. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by LeadGenerationSEOServices.com with an S at the end of services and in Fuego Media. So we get clients, more customers and patients or clients by creating multimedia content using a mix of AI or artificial intelligence, software automation, and fantastic writers, and, and then distribute that content to over 400 partnership sites, over 200 of those being media type sites like Fox, ABC, and NBC affiliates. Uh, traffic and rankings can be seen within 48 hours after publishing. So today I got a tr I have a treat. We just had a, a good 15 minute conversation before jumping on and recording. So I want to welcome Mr. Nicholas Jordan. He likes to go by Nick because he says uh, Nicholas, uh, or at least I assume he said uh, that his mom calls him Nicholas. So we're going to call him Nick today. His website is, uh, is it work hello, like work hello.com, Nick? I like Trello with a W. Trello with a W. Okay. So say, so say it workello.com workello.com. Got it. Um, which enables employers to filter through hundreds of candidates to identify and hire the top 1%. So Nick is based or he was based out of Seattle, Washington. We're going to go into that now. Now he's residing in Serbia has been there for a couple years and uh, we'll get a little bit more into that. So, but first, uh, thank you for joining us and welcome to the show, Nick. Uh, Joey, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really excited to be here. And thanks for clarifying. It's Nick, not Nicholas. <laughs> Nicholas is a trigger word for me. Right. <laughs> Nicholas, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a Joey, but Joseph, my mom and my my older aunts call me that. So if you called me Joseph, that's and and the banks, right? The banks and things like that, yeah. right? Because you got to put your full name on there. So yeah. yeah. So let's let's talk about uh, give people a little bit of a background of, of where you came from. And we'll we'll kind of uh, bring you up to speed of what brought you from Seattle or, you know, in, in Serbia from from Seattle. So just start off a little bit before what, what you were up to. Yeah, definitely. So my claim to fame is I took a uh, startup. It's a it's a it's a legal robot, uh, AI legal services, and I took them from zero to one point five million organic monthly visitors every single month in about eighteen months. And that campaign enabled them to go from a seed stage startup to a two hundred and ten million dollar valuation by Andres in sixteen. Uh, and we did it. Um, a sixteen, and we did it without building backlinks or, or technical stuff. There's no praying to the Google gods. We created really good content and we did it at scale. Mm -hmm. Very cool, and that's how you reached out to me um, originally. And um, and and typically, and usually, what I what I say on these podcasts, usually they're you know we have real estate agents, and we have dental practices, and we have the services based industry people, owner you know company owners that are on listening. But occasionally, I like to have on experts that are lead generation strategy experts, and that's that's why I brought Nick on today. Um, he's got a, a wealth of knowledge when it comes to uh, content creation, and we're gonna get into his SaaS uh, product and what brought him out to Serbia. So. So um, go, go from uh, now, uh, what we just kind of talked to before jumping on, the bridging the gap between the Seattle a couple years ago and, and what brought you out to Serbia now. Yeah, definitely. So for this project, for this company called Do Not Pay, we ended up building a, a team of 45 writers and editors. And the first editor I hired lived in this, this tiny country that didn't exist 20 years ago called uh, Serbia. Um, and I had wanted to become European. And so I moved out here to, to kind of build a team. Um, and over the course of about 18 months, two years, the team grew to, to 45 writers and editors. 
Mm-hmm. And you're, and you're more of a, you said a SaaS guy, you're more of a tech guy. So, um, you know, software as a solution is what SaaS is. Um, and, and we're, I know we're talking about this is, is a, from a lead generation standpoint, um, talk a little bit about the content creation side and how important that was. So you said that you, you built this huge following for this company, um, with no backlinks. So the, for those search engine optimization people out there, um, you know, talk a little bit about that, the con- how important that content creation was. Yeah. So, you know, in 2022, if you look at all the major platforms, they're all using uh, one thing to influence reach and it's user engagement metrics, TikTok, user engagement metrics, Mm -hmm. Facebook, user engagement metrics, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn. They all use user engagement metrics to influence how much visibility those platforms give you. And what I found is Google to be very similar. Um, And it makes sense because Google's the world's most innovative big data company. And they also own Google Analytics, Chrome and Android. And so they can actually measure how users respond on one page of content that they could show versus another page of content they could show. So, um, so you said you, I mean, you got tons of content out there and and it sounded like you used a, a, some AI as well, some artificial intelligence. So to get all, or at least scalability, because some of the people out there are listening and going, man, I got to create all this content. Like, how am I going to have time to do that? So how did you get around that? We, uh, so we, uh, hired 45 writers and editors. There was a lot of manual work, uh, involved. And unfortunately, um, writers and editors are a lot harder to manage than a robot. Uh, and so <laughs> it was an incredible amount of work mm-hmm. basically upskilling these people who are very talented writers and editors, but had to be promoted into positions of leadership in order to support our growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So you, I mean, you guys did it man manually there in the beginning when, and what's nice now is that there's, there's a few SaaS type of solutions, you know, one of them that this, what we do too, on the content side, creating that. And, um, our writers are more there to, to see what the AI and software automation has done as we input the information, you know, the, the branded stuff content from, from a company on their website. Uh, and then the, the writers under the back end, able just kind of crafting that content, making sure that the, you know, the links are the copywriting side, I guess, is, is what, what that would be. Um, so, so what are you guys doing now with Workello? It, it's, you guys are filtering process, uh, hiring for, for content writers. And then, so like, who are you, so what do you guys do on a, on a high level there? Yeah. So um, as a SaaS guy, uh, you know, while I was building the agency, I was looking for opportunities to build a product to solve the agency's problems. And one of the biggest problems we had is basically hiring writers. It's it's a literal nightmare. And the reason is, is because regardless of where you recruit from or how much you pay, 99% are unqualified because writing is the lowest barrier work from home job. Literally everyone with a crappy job and who kind of speaks English is like, I want to work from home. I'll apply to be a writer. Right. Um, and then the second part of that is that even the people with good portfolios are bad writers. Uh, I would go even so far to almost call these portfolios fake because mm. portfolio content is live content. It went through an editor before it was published. Uh, and so you're never sure how much editing it will take to get this writer's content looking like the portfolio they gave you. Oftentimes it's a total rewrite. And so we ended up building a, a, an assessment platform uh, in order to very efficiently test hundreds and hundreds of writers. So we're only left with the top 5%. And it that's, ended up being work out. That's cool. So it kind of sounds like FreeUp, FreeUp.net, I think it is. Uh, but it's this is obviously more niche right? right? You're looking for just writers. FreeUp is more like virtual assistants, maybe accountant type stuff. You, you've heard of FreeUp, 
before, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm friends with uh, the founder, Connor. I had a call with him uh, last week. Um, oh, cool. So the difference between FreeUp and Workello is FreeUp is third-party assessments. FreeUp is the one who vets all the talent. With Workello, you can vet like FreeUp. FreeUp uses automation in order to assess the talent they bring out of the marketplace. Now this assessment platform or this assessment automation is now valuable, available to companies uh, without having to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, custom development. Cool. Um, because the other, you know, the other site that comes to mind is textbroker.com, right? And so yeah. there you're going on there. For those that are familiar, you can go and find writers there. And it's probably the ones that Nick's talking about where they've got, if, if they're anybody in the mother wants to work from home is there, but if you got a good portfolio, it could be fake uh, kind of thing. Um, what, what's the um, kind of the price cost comparison between like a text broker versus Workello? Yeah, for sure. So text broker, in order to bring writers onto their platform, we'll use a solution like Workello. FreeUp, TextBroker, they all spent hundreds of thousands of dollars building their own assessment platform. And that meant that that technology is kind of inaccessible to most small businesses who just don't have the resources or you know it's not a core competency to build this assessment. And so essentially what Workello does is allow anyone to assess talent like FreeUp assesses talent or anyone to assess talent like TextBroker assesses talent. Mm -hmm. um, the difference is that Workello isn't a marketplace. We don't bring the candidates. You go get the candidates and then we make it super easy to identify which ones are going to be your best. Ah, so you go out, you go out and find them. So I would go out and find uh, a few writers, five, you know, 10 writers or so. And then I would send them a link over to you guys and they go through an assessment and then you guys take it from there, basically. Then, then you get the scores back and you're able to pick which writer is actually the best. Cool. So yeah, much better than like Upwork <laughs> where you, yeah. you put in a job description and then you get, you get 20, 30, 40 applicants that you got to go now sift through and you got yeah. cover, cover pages. Some don't have cover pages. So this makes it a lot easier. You, you find them, you find wherever the, the, the writers are at and then just send them over to you guys. And then you just make it a lot easier. Then I could take the top two or three. Right. And, and That's do exactly that. right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very cool. So where do you see, uh, Workello going. So this is obviously a, what, a two year in, in progress type of project, right? And so where do you, um, where, where's your next five years? Where's your next 10 years for Workello? Uh, yeah. So what we saw is that people started using assessments to hire writers, but then they're like, man, why don't I assess all the other roles that I'm hiring? Why don't I assess my VA candidates? Why don't I assess my account executives? Why don't I assess my SDRs? Because when you think about it, resume, work experience, and, and like interview, you know, it has very low correlation with post-hire success. Like as business owners, I think we've all made bad hires before. I've personally, I'm, I think I'm shooting less than 50%. 50% of my hires are good. The other 50% are not good. Um, and so if you can assess people be in the job that they're going to be doing before you hire them, you're much more likely to come up with a good fit. And so we already see people assessing all the roles. We have some really incredible customers uh, on the platform. Um, one, I wish I could say, but it starts with F and it ends with an S and it's like four <laughs> or five letters and everyone's heard of them. Um, mm. gotcha. uh, yeah. So yeah, we're going to help anyone assess any role. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very cool. So you kind of starting in the writing side and then branch off from there to the other, other aspects. Yeah. Cool. Um, so what are you doing with Workello? Obviously you reached out to me for, for podcasts. Uh, so, you know, lead generation. So this is a lead generation strategies podcast. So, you know, we'd have, we, we have to talk about lead generation strategies. So what are you guys doing for Workello for, oh, to get man. leads? I love that. I can tell you what we're doing for Workello, but I can also tell you like for your, especially your, your, your service-based business listeners that kind of have 
they're a destination. So if you think about something like a, um, uh, a, a cosmetic surgery clinic, right? You have the local geogra geography, but if you're good enough, people will fly across the country to come visit you. Same thing with dentists. Not so much with dentists. You have to be more of a cosmetic dentist and mm -hmm. that's to be around teeth whitening and, and veneers and stuff. Um, but, you know, I'm also happy to talk about lead generation for that for that audience that you have in that demographic. Yeah, go go for it. So like, say, take the dentist, uh, the dentist format on. Um, well, actually, first start with work. Hello, start with yours. So your business, how you're finding more of your ideal um, client for for work. Hello, uh, companies, you know, type of thing. So what are you guys doing on the lead generation side? So we're going super big into SEO. We've published over a thousand pages of content targeting things from everything from technical writer job description, which we believe is a keyword being searched by employers mm -hmm. before they post their job ad to how to hire writers to virtual assistant websites. Mm -hmm. um, and we're, we're going all in on SEO. So a uh, thousand pieces of content and it has been over that, that two years or have you? Has uh, it, mm -hmm. About a year, mm -hmm. about a year. So how many yeah. pieces of content a week are you guys putting out? Would you say? Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, I'd say over a hundred, uh, sorry, a hundred a month easily. A hundred a month. So yeah. that's, you know, was that about three, about three pieces of content or so, uh, a day basically. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, about, uh, four, four or five a day. Cause our, our Eastern European our, our European team doesn't work weekends. Yeah. <laughs> right. In Serbia. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is cool, which is good. You know, that's, the, the, I think that's one thing that Europeans understand, especially the Italians. Uh, I was telling you before the call that I went with with the wife. We were just dating at the time to Italy and, and we studied abroad for a semester. And that was a, the one thing I think we flew in on a Saturday night. And this was like in January 2004. On a Saturday night, we were hungry. Um, we got you know our stuff into our apartment, our little apartment. And then on a Sunday, um, was it Sunday? No, you know, I think it was what it was. It was a holiday. Um, they, nobody was open on Sunday. And so we couldn't get anything to eat and we had to wait. Um, and then you got lunches over there last two hours. So, yeah. um, you know, your, your lunch break is two hours and, you know, they just do a little different over in Europe. And, and I like it. I mean, I, I came back with, Hey, this is a good deal. Like, what are we doing eight to five with no lunch break and, <laughs> it's true. Like the, these guys, my team has 38 days of PTO a year. And I think my mom at, you know, 20 years into one job has like 15 days. <laughs> uh, and, and they're probably much more happy over there working than, than over here on average, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I would say so. They're all about, you know, um, what is it? What is that phrase? Uh, working to live, uh -huh. not living to work, living which, to work. I identify with <laughs> robot. So how's that? How's that change going from Seattle, Washington, being a tech techie guy, um, you know, the, the whole li live to work type thing, you know, and then going over there and then that whole culture shock, a business culture shock. How, how did that go for you? I mean, there's culture shock across the board. They don't even use English over here. They use something called Srilic. And so I like to say what it's like living here is I have like, I'm like living life in 16 bit. Uh, everyone else sees like 4K HD. And then I just understand absolutely nothing that's happening around me from what's on my food labels to the address I'm standing in front of to like the conversation and chatter on the street. <laughs> I just, I'm in my, I'm in a bubble. Are you, lear are you learning it? 
Uh, I've uh, no, no, I have other <laughs> talents. God's blessed me with other talents besides uh, language acquisition. <laughs> so not the foreign language side of things. So you have obviously your team speaks English. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you get it, get away, get away without that. Or you had some Babel translator that you would speak into and it would speak it there. So they're translating for you, obviously, as you guys walk. Yeah. Around. Yeah. I, I lean on my team to like, I got bit by a stray dog the other day and they had to like schedule my appointments and find me <laughs> vaccines and oh. uh, we never, we never got the rabies one though. We couldn't track what that one down. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like similar stories when, when my wife and I studied abroad, maybe not quite as crazy in Serbia. Uh, although like we were talking on the call, people think if, if they even know of Serbia, of where it's at on the map, they think that what they see on TV is it's just this nothing, you know, they, no cities. It's just like, almost like medieval times, right? Where they, they got these castles and they, <laughs> they got okay, people are riding in on horses and armor exactly and stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah, but actually Serbia is not too far off. I live by a castle and I regularly see horses walking down the street. <laughs> so I wasn't too far off. Yeah. <laughs> There's some truth into the into what Americans think about the other parts of the world. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. so back, back to lead generation. So let's go now to the, uh, like the dental office, right? So dental office that's looking to, get more leads and in the content side of things, what, what, what's your advice there? Maybe top two biggest things that they should be doing on a, on a daily or weekly basis. Yeah. So on a local level, you know, like people, like they always Google like dentists near me, best dentist Seattle. And I think, you know, having visibility there can, can literally like Google can ordain you as successful. If you crack that code, um, you'll just be a very successful business owner. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's, there's this national level, opportunity for people that are like the top 1% or 5% in their kind of niche, even if they're like constrained to a specific geography. Mm -hmm. I know that like, like cosmetic surgeons in LA have people traveling from, from Serbia mm -hmm. to go work with them. And, and so if you're that good, there's also this national opportunity that I'm, I can talk about. Yeah. Um, so, so talk about the, the actual pieces of content themselves, because I think part of the question that these companies have and you know that Dennis, we we I had to uh, talk to one the other day, and and looking at doing an SEO rebrand website thing, and they're busy working with patients and um, uh, bless her heart, uh, great receptionist woman, uh, grandma, great grandma, I think she said, and she's having to do social media and things like that. So from a your content perspective, is it a lot of social media type content on there? Or is it more of just just basic Google content that you're putting out that you think is most effective? You know, social media is tough for like dentists and chiropractors and stuff, because if you think about it, how many dentists and chiropractors and lawyers, like, do you follow on Facebook or Instagram? The answer right. is no one wants to see that kind of content. And so the, the social opportunity, you have to be kind of, uh, you have to be clever. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So it's so more of a, a Google-based content. You know, one, one, one thing that I think is always is great is I know that your services are focused on earned media and getting into these major publishers. Well, a story about you on your blog resonates a lot less with prospects than if that same piece of content was on, you know, Bloomberg or, or mm -hmm. Forbes or, or Fox or an mm -hmm. affiliate. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, earned media is great, not because of the audience that it will bring in, but you can use that content to build a, a better relationship with the people that you bring in. 
Right, right. And, and that's that's a big thing we talk about is uh, self-promotion is, especially over these last six years, is people are tired of it, self-promotion. And it, you could have the same article on your blog and the same ver verbatim, uh, but in a third third person, right? Not talking about yourself um, yeah. on, on, like you said, Fox or ABC affiliate or something like that. And, and it will resonate much more with that third party than it will on your, on your blog. And, and that's just the way things are, you know, um, uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, so the other day I was just kind of playing around with my Google analytics on my hitting site. And I was looking at like what total overall traffic coming in from Google that I was having as a percentage. And, and we always say at least 40 to 50%, you should be having coming in through organic Google. Right. Um, and I was looking, and I think right now over the last week, it was like 60% for the, the hitting site. We've been doing a lot of work, redoing a lot of our headlines and our intro paragraphs and things like that. Um, and then I was looking at my social media, the percentage on social media, and we're on there all the time. So we post probably five times a day and it's yeah. a combination of a blog post. It's a, video gif of a hitter you know we do we found what works and so we do that every day so pounding it every single day five times a day and we're doing twitter and facebook and a little bit on instagram so we, we you know we're we're, we're covering a, a gamut of it four percent four percent of yeah. the traffic coming in <laughs> and we have a decent i mean we're 3500 uh, 35,000 37,000 i think followers on facebook alone wow. so i mean four wow. percent versus sixty percent the, the, the very special thing about Google search and also YouTube is that it surfaces old content better than any business can distribute their own content. Mm. No one that can distribute their own content better than Google can distribute your content or YouTube can distribute your content. Right. If you figure it out, like it, you just like crack the code on, on growing your business. Right. And, and I love how you talk about content being super important and being able to grow a company to, you know, exponential, uh, did they end up selling Would that company sell or is it just more they're of still going. there's no, they're, they're, I think they're looking for like a unicorn status. So uh -huh. at a $200 million valuation, they got a five X to, to get to that billion dollar mark. So massive content, a ton of content, and didn't even worry about backlinks, didn't worry about all the things that traditional SEO talks about. And, and I think that's great. And I taught, I met another guy a couple of years ago. We were, I was doing some um, business acquisitions training. And so I was reaching out to some people and uh, reached out to a guy who was a content guy. He was, it was a, it was an AI type of scenario, but it was just more yeah. cranking out content. It was doing what I guess the, the team you worked with did with regular writers, they did with AI, with artificial intelligence software, uh, software automation. And so he was saying that there was studies that were coming out, were saying at least six to eight pieces of content a week, at least is what a business should become. And they don't, like you said, they don't have to worry about the backlink type stuff. It's just targeted content that's going for their, their actual demographic that they're trying to bring in and just churning it out, churning it out, churning it out. Um, so yeah, I, I just love, I love the content side of things. And I think that's where it's at. So um, it's, it's, very, empowering. it's empowering ahead. to approach SEO from a content perspective, because it means that all the factors that dictate your success are within your control. And when you have this backlink approach, um, you know, it's like, uh, there's a little bit of praying involved.
<laughs> right? Yeah, because it's you know citations. I think are are big with the local businesses, the dental practices, the the real estate, and you know that's that's like directories and getting in, um, and that's what helps with Google Maps and you know so they all have their little little places. And I think citations probably I would argue would be more important than just backlinks themselves. I would say content can take care of that part of it. The guest posting, you know, they talk about guest postings. You get a link on a on a big site. I mean, it, it's all good, but uh, man, if you're just focusing on content and citations as a as a local business, as a dental practice, real estate agency, um, huge, you know, you mentioned YouTube, um, and, and what's your, do you have any experience with YouTube stuff? Um, did you do a lot of video stuff or no? No, I, well, I, I do a little bit of it. I don't understand it nearly as well as, as a platform like, um, Google search. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what's cool about YouTube is that obviously Google owns YouTube as of, I don't know, 2010 or whatever it was, 2008. I don't know, whenever they acquired them. Um, and, and it's actually, from what I've learned, it's, it's easier to rank on YouTube because the algorithms are a little bit more loose and lax than, than it is Google. Um, and what's cool is we have a, <clears throat> we have a local uh, Toastmasters. Are you familiar with Toastmasters? It's worldwide. Okay. So there might be some in, in, in sure. Serbia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I've, I've been to some as a, as a 19 year old. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Toastmasters, for those that don't know, is, is like public speaking. You can, it's a, I think our, we charge $60 two times a year. So it's 120 bucks. We meet once a week, Tuesday at Tuesday at noon and you learn communication skills. So public speaking, that's what we're well known. It's like giving a toast, right? Toastmasters. And then, uh, uh, so you got communication skills, leadership skills. So it's, it's, it's like, uh, like Dale Carnegie type, but a lot cheaper. And I, I feel better bang for your buck and then evaluation skills. Right. Um, but with our local, so with Fresno City Toastmasters, I started to do more YouTube. So we film now because it's a hybrid, a hybrid meeting. So we, we put it in you know, Zoom and then it Zoom uploads it and then we upload it to YouTube. And so I've been doing some of the, the keyword stuff, the magic we do on the background with our, our Fresno City Toastmasters. So we did it on Tuesday. And uh, one of my good friends who's a workers comp attorney, he just joined and, and gave his first speech. And so I, I made a, a graphic, you know, the, the thumbnail that you, that you see when you, before you click to, to play the video uh, of yeah. him, you know, while he was speaking and yeah. I did, you know, did a little thing on the front with the, the, the theme and whatever. And, um, and so I met with him. So that was at, we finished at one in the afternoon we were meeting to pick up our kids at three and I said, Hey, um, search Fresno city Toastmasters into Google right now on your phone. So he searches it. Guess whose video is right there <laughs> already, like within a couple hours and, it, and it's already up there. So people were searching Fresno city Toastmasters because it was the date, right? It was the, the most new content and Google loves that kind of stuff. So, uh, I, I thought that was, I thought that was a cool, cool deal. The, the hardest thing about video is that you probably can't delegate it to 45 Serbian writers and editors. No. You have, expert has to get up there themselves and like crush it. Uh, yep. So it's just a lot of work. Well, and, and what's cool too is that, and that is, and I was on a another podcast where the host was, his audience were introverted real estate agents, introverted. So his podcast was all about introverted real estate agents. So imagine being a salesperson, being introverted. I know they're out there, uh, but it more, you know, more of a soft sale type thing. Right. And so he was asking for different, different tips and tricks. And, um, and so what I was telling him, he goes, you know, are you saying that you have to be on, on the actual video? Like the person, the introverted real estate agent has to be on the video. I said, no, 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 no. We can do videos where it's imagery. 
it's, it could be video of, we could take stock video of type, type of things. And then we can have little blurps at the bottom that will show up with music in the background. We can also use AI voiceovers that sound really, I mean, you, you might hear it and you go, oh, it didn't sound quite right, but it sounds pretty good. You can have accents, you can have whatever. So there are ways that you can, as long as the English is good, you yeah. can, you can do that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, kind of interesting over the last year or so for me that I've learned some, some cool tricks that even introverted real estate agents can, <laughs> can, can use. AI is going pretty crazy now. You know, Jasper announced their $1.5 billion valuation this week. Um, mm -hmm. There was just that podcast between Joe Rogan and Steve Jobs that was totally made by AI. Yeah. It's the, the industry is moving very, very quickly. Uh, and it seems like it's going to impact everybody, um, not just a particular type of worker. Good and bad. Good and bad, I think. Did you see the Tom Cruise ones, the deep fake Tom Cruise? It was probably a couple of years ago or maybe a couple of years no, ago. Did you see those no, videos? No, no. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So maybe if you go on YouTube and look up uh, Tom Cruise, deep fake, uh, yeah. they're, they're hilarious. And the guy that plays them, obviously there's got to be some, you know, AI will take care of the face. It'll put the face on. And I don't know if the guy's voice was his actual voice or if they used um, some sort of a voice changer type type thing. Like if you'd watch mission, mission impossible and they put the little thing underneath and yeah, 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 they yeah, talk yeah, just yeah. like him with the accent and everything, you know? So I don't know if that's what it was or if this was, a, he was a, what do you call it? An impressionist type guy, you know, but the AI took care of the face. So it looked just like Tom Cruise and his mannerisms, which were probably the actor that was playing, you know, was doing it. The impersonator was doing the mannerisms, but oh my gosh, you look at it and you're like, God, that doesn't quite look like Tom Cruise, but man, it looks just like him, you know, give it, um, give it a year or two. And I think it'll be hard for us to tell the difference, even if people tell us up front. Right, right. Crazy crazy well hey i want to be respectful of your time i know it's you said uh six what six forty five over there at night um, yeah p.m yep so um so tell people where they can find you nick and and um, you know if they want more information on going onto your platform and and seeing what that's all about and social media you know all that kind of stuff yeah for sure uh workello.com is great uh you can also go to twitter.com slash nick from seattle and linkedin.com slash nick from seattle so if you like this podcast episode, then please like, review, and or share. We really appreciate the feedback. If you're interested in hearing more about our multimedia marketing events, then please visit leadgenerationseoservices.com, again, with the S at the end of services, and click on the marketing events tab in the navigation bar. Uh, and there's a little video there that's like three to four minute uh, video inter uh, overview. So Nick Jordan, you're found on the web at workello.com. And uh, which again, which enables employers to filter through hundreds of candidates to identify and hire the top 1%. So thank you for joining us, Nick. I appreciate your time. Thanks a lot, Joey. Got it. All right, hold on.